Welcome to In the Cloud. I am Hillary Kennedy, and joining me today is Ahmad Malkawi, the CEO of Global Telecom, which is the only U.S. manufacturer of modules for the IoT. And in case you're wondering, the modules are the brains inside the billions of wireless devices. IoT, 5G, AI, they're a new avenue for connecting the world around us, but there are a lot of questions and concerns about each one and how they fit into the current landscape. So Ahmad's here to help us understand a little bit more about it. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Hilary. It's wonderful, pleasure, and thank you for giving us this time to um, introduce ourselves. Absolutely. Well, so in the IoT world, autonomous cars, this is one of the hottest topics. Are they still a long way off? And is it because the speed of the networks just isn't there, or what is it? Well, this is a very, uh, very interesting topic uh, because under autonomous driving, um, there is many, many verticals. One of it is uh, the common cars, you know, the actual car you drive every day. Uh, one of it is semi-trucks and then drones. And believe it or not, uh, the rovers that we send to Mars are autonomous drivers as well. So um, this is a very, very exciting, interesting uh, topic. So uh, let me start with autonomous driving, which is just, you know, the, drive, the cars that we drive every day, whether it's a Tesla or a BMW or an Audi or whatever car or, you know, Volt. Um, we still have ways to go with these cars. Um, you know, there is good, there's good parts and there is uh, parts that we have to wait for. So the, the AI intelligence, it's, it's there. You know, we do have the algorithms and the engines to actually uh, do it. The uh, processing power, uh, it's, it's there, it's almost there. The biggest shortcoming is the actual data that feeds the AI intelligence. So in order to uh, have a, or construct a, a fully AI uh, system, you need really three main components. Is one is the actual algorithms and software. Uh, and then the second part is the processing power. And the third part, the actual data to feed the AI. The shortcoming we have is in the data. And the reason why I say that is because our infrastructure today, as great as it is, it's still way behind for autonomous driving. Uh, we don't have sensors in the roads and the highways and uh, different blocks to say, this is a ditch or this is um, a pavement or this is a mall or this is a house or you know, however, all of that needs to really come up to truly do uh, what's called a fully autonomous driving. Uh, I could see some, uh, Take some parts of autonomous driving here and there, but to see it the way we love to see it, you know, just push a button and be able to go where you want to go safely. And this is, what I, this is the biggest part, safely. Uh, I still believe we have ways to go, um, waiting for the infrastructure to, to, to get what it needs to be. Okay, so I need to be a little bit more patient because there's some things at the network level that we have to do to prepare for the autonomous cars then. Sure. I mean, the <laughs> network and the infrastructure, uh, a lot of things have happened, the network and 5G and what have you. 5G biggest uh, contribution to uh, autonomous driving is uh, latency, mm -hmm. uh, which is a key uh, component. Uh, latency basically um, is not really the speed, it's really the, uh, the delay for, for data communication. Uh, and that's important with uh, autonomous driving, for instance, because you're talking about milliseconds or even nanosecond decisions. You know, when you're driving, at 60 or 70 miles per hour next to another car, um, whether it's a small or semi-truck, to make that decision, um, it's not just about the speed of the driving. It becomes just that, uh, you know, one move, uh, literally is nanoseconds or even sub-nanoseconds. That has been uh, 
being resolved or resolved by the 5G system, which is, you know, the, the latency is very, very uh, much better, let's put it this way. Um, so we're, the network still needs some work, but I, my biggest you know, part is really the data, the, the sensory data from the actual infrastructure. So if the future does hinge on network capabilities, how is that going to impact something like drone delivery? Yeah, it's, they all go in the same, in the same pocket. It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, drone delivery is uh, uh, connected uh, near 100% to uh, network parts, uh, again, data, um, algorithms and size. Um, with drones, um, uh, there is different obstacles, let's put it this way. Um, I'm always, I would say drone, we'll probably see drone delivery a little bit faster than fully autom uh, autonomous driving cars, uh, just because of what they have to deal with. I would say, uh, this is my prediction, and we could talk about it in 2030, uh, but I believe uh, drone delivery will probably be, uh, you'll see this more, especially with rural areas, you know, things that a lot less uh, to deal with uh, before we see a fully autonomous, you know, cars. Mm -hmm. That actually uh, again put you from A to B safely in any other in any uh, environment. Right, the safety is key. Well, so let's talk about global telecom because you're the only U.S. manufacturer of modules for Internet of Things devices or IoT devices. Does this provide a differentiator in terms of security in the devices that you help create? And that's a very good question. So all of the three uh, parts that you mentioned they all exist in our modules. So you know we work with IoT. Uh, we have 5G uh, modules, which is very important. Um, and then uh, every module we have has an AI embedded system. Uh, now we have different reasons for AIs, uh, but there is many applications for AI. Uh, so I'll give you an example of why do we have, today, uh, most of the cell phone systems or IoT, they're built on a traditional cell phone um, uh, theme, uh, which is basically means strong signal. As long as you have a strong signal, then you're good to go. Um, with IoT, things have changed. You're no longer relying on sing strong signal alone. You have to have high performance and low latency. That system has not been embedded in the network yet. Uh, we are developing AIs in the modules to actually ensure that um, these parameters to have to connect to the network that has uh, the highest performance and the least latency. Uh, and that's a key. Uh, we believe this will be in the future uh, protocols, 5G and C 6G and what have you. Uh, but today, they don't really exist in the IoT systems or IoT devices. And we are building that, um, again, because our modules will be used in autonomous driving. They'll be used in different uh, verticals that actually need that. Uh, and just to rely on the 5G, 4G, or 5G uh, protocols does not ensure that your, your device or your system getting your highest performance and your least latency, uh, today at least. Well, so while we're talking about 5G, there has been some backlash and some public mistrust of 5G. Do you feel like some of the skepticism around 5G uh, rolling out has kind of faded a little bit? Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, 5G is just like any wireless system we've deployed in the past. There is always, uh, I would call it rumors. Uh, and, and the rumors, some of them are true, some of them are not true. Uh, the... What I, we have some articles out there, 5G uh, in terms of what we do in terms of RF and what have you is not a whole lot of different from 4G uh, or 3G or 2G. Actually 5G is very sophisticated system that it transmits only what's the power that's needed. 
So overall, if you compare 5G to 4G, if you compare Apple to Apple, or 3G probably will transmit less power than the previous. Now, 5G has two new components uh, that makes it a little different. One component is the frequency. Uh, today, or in, in, until 5G kicked in, most of our frequency we're working with are called sub-6 gigahertz, which is you know any frequency between typically 600 megahertz to maybe 5 gigahertz or what have you. Those frequencies, we know them very well because we've done a lot of studies, a lot of research about it. Uh, but 5G introduced called millimeter wave, which is goes to 28 gigahertz or 46 gigahertz or even 60 gigahertz. Uh, those frequencies, we've known them obviously before, but we use them for different applications. We use them to point to point, like microwave. Uh, with 5G technology, we're using them more uh, point to multi-point. What I would say now is just we need to do more work on it and more research just to make sure that um, you know we have all information and data about it before we make a judgment. And that's really um, the the main part around 5G. I mean, I've heard so many things, especially during the COVID. Obviously, a lot of things surfaced that, and I would just shake my head because a lot of it doesn't even have basis. It doesn't really make sense. Um, but like what I said, we still need to do some work, just like any other technology. Uh, or any, uh, you know, in the past, uh, and we need to do some research just to find out all of the ins and outs for it. Well, Ahmad, I appreciate all of your insight, and thank you so much for joining us today, and I will learn to be more patient when it comes to autonomous cars. <laughs> I'm excited about it, but I know we'll have to wait a little bit longer. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And that, that wraps this episode of In the Cloud. I'm Hillary Kennedy.